0: Dubai! Lynch in the backfield. Russell looks, throws inside. Oh, my God! It's picked off at the goal line! It's picked off by Gus Littler! Intended for locking at the goal line! Oh, my word! With 20 seconds left!
1: That was Dirty Water, classic Fenway celebration song. Fenway Faithful were able to hear that song multiple times the other night. This is B&E Boston Sports Radio. My name is Brendan Kelly. I'm joined today by my uh, co-host, Ethan Hurwitz. How are you feeling today? Very good.
2: Very good. Very good, Boston. weekend.
1: It was a great weekend for us Boston Sports fans. Starting off with the Red Sox upset the top-seeded Tampa Bay, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. 3-1 to after dropping the first game in uh, Florida. They brought it home. Won two games at home and uh, sent them home. So uh, first thoughts about that, Ethan.
2: First thoughts is, well, the thing that we said last week was they needed to split in Tampa to have a chance in the series. Mm -hmm. They did just that. Um, They won the game two in Tampa Bay. Um,
0: You know, both games at Fenway were walk-offs, so that's fantastic for the
2: people that were there.
1: Very exciting, Um, yes. I had a bunch of friends that were there, so shout out to them. Oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah, it was, you know, the bullpen sort of
2: broke down both games mm-hmm. at home which was tough to watch yes, but, yes. You know, they got it done so that's all that matters
1: they're moving on to, to play Houston now in the ALCS so. very exciting Houston very is a uh, is a regular in the ALCS I believe it's five seasons now they've been in there I think it's five yeah as, as the underdogs going into this series I'm sure people will uh, start to root for the Red Sox more no one really likes the Astros especially after the uh, the cheating that happened a few seasons ago but uh, we're looking forward to the series. But uh, let's get back into the original series with the Rays. There's a bunch of highlights, a bunch of stuff we need to go over, starting off with uh, J.D. Martinez. I want to start off by apologizing to the man. On last week's show, I uh, I kind of criticized him. He, we, uh, I didn't believe in him too much. He was just swinging the bat a lot. He wasn't being too productive. But he really turned things around in this series against the Rays. And it was something that we absolutely needed. A lot of it... He didn't produce a ton of home runs, but he got the hits that needed, whether they were little gappers in the outfield, line drive, something that just you know, got the RBIs in. So JD obviously contributed, and you know that was something that we absolutely needed to uh, to kind of push ourselves over the top, so we needed to get that apology out of the way. DH,
2: so we didn't even need to run out to, uh, uh, to second base. To yeah,
1: we wouldn't want any more injuries, base. but... Um, Hopefully we can uh, continue to motivate J.D. Martinez. I'm sure he's a uh, a big listener to our show. So after that first episode, we need him to uh, stay motivated and continue this hot streak he's on going into the the next series. I know the bullpen was not all there, but we did have some bright spots. Nathan Evaldi starting off, he looked strong. Later that game, Pavetta came in and... Pavetta's been my man. I was at the Red Sox game a couple weeks ago where we ended up losing to the Yankees after Stanton's Grand Slam, but Pavetta played very strongly, and uh, he's continued that tear lately, so Pavetta was a bright spot. Hauk had his moments, yeah. you know, ups and downs. Hauk is a, a loose cannon in my mind, yeah. and he's sometimes... Like, he's
2: like a ready Chris Sale. Yes, he's the, yes. weird arm slot, and mm-hmm. you don't know where the ball's going, but it's either really good or really good.
1: Exactly, and it's uh, one of those things that you can't not play him because he can contribute when he needs to. But then there's times where he just the ball's all over the place, like you said. You don't really know what to expect with him. But uh, the three of them, they played well. They uh, they did, they'd, uh, showed up when they needed to, which is important, especially when when the game's close. Yeah. Like you said, two walk offs. Those games uh, they're stressful. They're giving us gray hairs, but you know it's exciting when they uh, they come out on top. It makes the stress the wor- uh, stress worth it. But um, Moving on, Raphael Devers apparently might be going through some kind of injury. I've heard some rumors. I'm not sure if you uh, he looked a little he looked he looked amazing. He looked fine. His performance was yeah. great. I I was just hearing some things that he might have a wrist injury or hand injury, something that they're not gonna obviously disclose because they don't want the opponent knowing, you know, yeah. he's at a disadvantage. But he looked great. He had a couple great home runs. I believe one of them was two run home run right off the top, it right? Three run. three run home run. Absolutely. Oh yeah, absolutely beautiful, and uh, having him contribute is good. We, uh, like we talked about last week, our guys need to step up now. Like like they said, they've had their, uh, they've all had their moments throughout the season, and that's one of those things that now's the time. Now's the time to do it. But um, besides besides Devers, we did have other guys contribute. Bogarts, Renfro, Verdugo looked great, and then Schwarber. Thought we would talk about them for a little yeah, bit. Kike Hernandez, yes. I apologize show. to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, him and
2: JD are listening to this together.
1: They are. They're they're definitely in the clubhouse listening to this. I'm sorry, boys, but use this as motivation going forward. Uh, the five of them all all uh, stepped up when they needed to, yep. and for a team that doesn't really have like a, a big name superstar like Mookie Betts, like in years past where he was like the main man and everyone else you know contributed in their own way. We we're doing it's it's a team. It's a team contribution. Everyone is. Uh, putting in, you know, what they, need to. Yeah, what they need to to get the win. And it's an exciting type of team to watch. You, you don't rely on, like, all right, let's two more guys until Mookie's up or two more guys until our, our main man's up. But you know, every time someone's up to bat, you know, they can get the job done. They're capable of doing it, and it's one of those things where it's exciting because you never know when the hit's going to come. And I enjoy watching it. Going back to uh, game four with, um, yeah, you can, yeah you going go over back to game four. Sorry, we're just having some, uh, moving some some stuff around in the studio. Yeah. Um, was your mic not on the whole time?
2: I'm not sure. I was told that it, it wasn't. Was, it was sounded in the.
1: Hold top. on, hold on, hold on. we got the wrong one up. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. This sounds a lot better. All right, there. so yeah. I think you might not have heard Ethan this entire time, which is my fault. To for recap, the slide. to recap,
2: JD Martinez and Kike Hernandez listened to this. Um, they do listen the bullpen was a loose cannon and the Red Sox are gonna play Houston exactly So I apologize for that. Uh, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they heard some bits and pieces It's just a little yes. faded, but yes. you know my bad um, It's start- always a good sign when you when you need to hear less of me, you know You got your you got your silky smooth voice. Just I appreciate that <laughs> I'm gonna get these kinks
1: out of the way episode two. We're still yeah. learning it, but um now that we're on actually on air, and you can hear both of us, we're going to move into, uh, I wanted to talk about game four and that significant drop at first base, mm. Tampa Bay first baseman. Yeah. Dropped the ball, which would have, if he caught it, it would have been two outs. Yeah. Very next play, Kike, you know, hits a sack fly, which wouldn't have been possible mm-hmm. if it was two outs, which could have, you know, changed the whole whole dynamic of the game in the end yeah. there, but um, all we needed was a hit, and he knew it too. The minute he hit that ball in the air, he's like, all right, this is yeah. it.
2: And the, and the way the camera panned it over is it made it look like it was, like, a walk-off home run. Oh, like, yeah. they zoomed out. I was like, oh, that is a that is a home run and a half right there. But, oh, yeah. yeah, it was just a regular sack fly.
1: It's one of those things about watching uh, Fenway on television is you don't know what it is. No, it's, it's such a f- weird
2: stadium where, like, you could hit, like, this dinky fly ball to right field, and mm-hmm. it's gone by a mile, mm-hmm. yet you could hit this majestic bomb to left field, and it's just mm-hmm. a single. Mm-hmm. Like the one that Stanton had in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. That was uh, quite the hit. But,
1: uh the the Nesson cameramen are usually pretty good about it. I've noticed that uh, watching games on Nesson during the regular season, it's yeah. easier to tell what kind of hit it's going to be. Well,
2: because they're probably used, they're to, the used to it. They're pros. Of, yeah. and they
1: bring in these ESPN and these FS1 cameramen. And wow. I'm not putting them down, obviously. Yeah. They're very talented. With it's, their, a uh, yes, it's, it's a difficult job. Yes, it's very difficult. Job. And um, it's exciting, especially when you're like, oh, that's gone. Or, oh, no, Like the yeah, other team just your hit a home course. run, and then it comes up short. And you're yeah. like, okay, like I just got my hopes up for no reason. Yeah, But... um that's one of the things I had in my notes. Houston versus Chicago. Thought we were going to debate that, but, but Houston came out Houston on top. one and
2: four. How are we feeling about playing Houston? I mean, they're good. They are. Like, good. They are very good. and They can. You know, it's a recap or re- recap rematch of the the 2018 ALCS where the Red Sox went to Houston one. Um, you know, they got a a, a very deep team. Uh, Altuve, Correa, uh, Bregman, Yuli mm-hmm. um, Gurriel. Um, I'm missing someone. You get
1: Verlander's still on the team? No, nah,
2: I think he's hurt. Yeah. Which, um,
1: I don't know much about their pitching staff. I'll get, I'll I know they got Zach the Greinke, Luis Garcia. Uh, Luis Garcia uh, um, is pretty, um, pretty good. We know Houston has talent. Yeah, they, they have. They, are, they very are capable of doing damage, which is something that obviously every team that's left in the playoffs right now. I'm forgetting just, you
2: know, Jordan Alvarez. That's the person. I'm, Absolute he, moonshot. He's man. not a
1: listener. We don't want to be motivating him. Exactly. But, um, Houston's good. Yeah, we're not going to put them down. We're not going to discredit them. But uh, if the Red Sox continue playing at this level that they have lately, mm-hmm. then I can see it going either way. Obviously, um, I just hope they didn't waste all
2: the home runs. Yeah, yeah a- the Red Sox have this weird mojo about them. Like mm-hmm. this is like a team that you feel like can, you know, go all the way. Like oh, they yeah. don't got all the the star power. Say that that Houston has or or mm. Tampa has up and down their lineup, but they just like have this weird ability about themselves to just, like, Mm. pull out ridiculous games, and, you know, Kike Hernandez is the face of that. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm I'm very thankful that we brought him in. Very much so. I mean, when we signed him to that two-year, $14 million contract, everyone was just like, it's nice to have another utility guy. It's nice to have a utility guy off the bench. We had Brock Holt, but he was never, like, all that. Obviously, we loved Brock. Yeah, he was a fan
2: favorite, but he wasn't, like, contributing
1: much on the field. But having a, like, Kike can go wherever you need him, which is something that's... Throughout the season, with injuries and mm-hmm. you know COVID and all that, having him was uh, helpful. But now he's really you know showing why he was so successful with Los Angeles and you know why they brought him in. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that uh, Bloom will give him an extension. You know that's something we'll have to get into yeah. following the uh, following, hopefully, the World Series championship after uh, yeah. we celebrate that. Yeah, um, we'll see. Yeah, we will see. Superstition. I'm knocking on wood, but <clears throat> um, we'll get to that. Who we want to extend? who we want to bring back? Obviously, the uh, team's pretty young overall. We don't have any. Guys maybe sale he's getting up
2: there in age, but like Sale's getting up there in age um, Other than that, they re-signed Matt Barnes to a uh, they did bring back an Matt extension, Barnes, which is um, so you know Bittersweet in a way because he
1: was he was he was balling, but uh he fell off. So yeah. hopefully They, they did bring him in the other night. I'm pretty sure during I'm this not, I'm not even he, sure. I don't even know but um
2: but yeah, I was I'm, a little surprised when he was I'm, in. Lo- I'm looking at the roster right now the oldest players we have Um, Just off the top of the bat without even seeing anyone's age. My guess would probably be like JD Yeah, JD's getting up Um, there, and I think he might be I think he's
1: on his last year of his deal He might have a player option. I think we talked about this last week, but um
2: Yeah, I think he's a free agent after this year where um, I Think they asked him about it and um, he said, you know, he wasn't really too sure He was just focused on the season. That's Um, a good mindset to have it is But uh, you know as a Red Sox fan, it's like is he gonna go somewhere else? You. Especially with how he's been playing in yeah. the last series, if, I'm sure
1: if he continues this, they'll they'll reward him with a contract. But um, he was pretty, you know, back and forth throughout the season. He had his moments, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, yeah, I mean, Verdugo's looking good. He's young. Yeah, I mean, hopefully Kike will stick around. Devers and Vilgards are both on. I think they're already on extensions. I Think so, yeah. And we got them for cheap because we did it before they kind of took mm-hmm. off, yeah. which was
2: a great move. I'm not an expert in baseball. Yeah, contract well, stuff. You so. know, if it makes it, if, if this yeah. doesn't roll off the top of my head, I don't know what will. But um, oh yeah, I got their ages right here. All right. Oh, uh, let's see. So, Ottavino's thirty-five. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the oldest pitcher. Sale is thirty-two, but Ottavino's thirty-five. You know, Vasquez is thirty-one. Okay. Um, we the do old, have Connor Wong, who we got we in do. the uh,
1: Moogie Betts trade. Hopefully, Travis, he'll pan out. Travis
2: Shaw is thirty-one; he's mm-hmm. our oldest infielder, so that's good. When you got Dahlbeck at twenty-six, Devers at twenty-four, Bogarts at twenty-nine, Arroyo at twenty-six, mm-hmm. Kike mm-hmm. at thirty, Schwarber at twenty-eight, Renfro at twenty-nine. Really,
1: Schwarber, I, Schwarber feels like he, he feels
2: well, he feels like he's been in the league for so long. Oh, right? Yeah. He was in Chicago and Washington. Mm-hmm. He only has five years of experience. That shocks me. I mean. I think 2016 was his rookie year, the year that the Cubs won the wow. the World Series, wow. um, and then JD is 34.
1: Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of guys that you know, you might know, not be getting around, up there. But, um, there are
2: some players here that you know are getting up there in age, and I hope we don't bring back like Martin Perez. Yeah, is 30 uh-huh. with eight years of experience in the MLB. Uh, Eduardo, no, not Eduardo Rodriguez. Uh, Garrett Richards, mm-hmm. 33. Yep, yep. No, nah, I'm not. They'll
1: clean out the bullpen. Yeah, hopefully either elevate young talent from Worcester or any of the other farm systems and they'll probably bring hopefully they'll bring in some guys especially knowing that they're starting to look like a win now team exactly yeah. I'm sure they were a little hesitant to like spend money on free agencies mm-hmm. not knowing the direction of the team you I know mean, obviously at the beginning of this season all of us were kind of unsure what to expect coming off last year's disappointing season with COVID Cora was out of the picture the team just did not look like they had any uh, direction but uh, going into this season you know we were we all kind of—I feel like we call, all kind of expected similar results to uh, to yeah. last year. Obviously, having Cora back was a hope that you know we'd return to our uh, our previous glory, and mm-hmm. it did work out that way. And it's looking like uh, team looks like they can start to uh, compete now, and, yeah. and in the coming years, which is something that will you know motivate now the uh, yeah. the staff to you know buy guys and try to try to win now, not try
2: to sell and get not, under luxury tax exactly.
1: I'm, I'm hoping they spend money. You never know with uh, Red Sox ownership yeah. if they're willing to uh, to shell out the yeah. money to uh, bring in some shoes. Lyndon needs armor. more shoes. Exactly. Exactly. Before we go to break, I just want to talk about the underdog mentality for mm-hmm. the team. I feel like that's something we've talked about how they, they're pulling out these wins, and I think it has something to do with the motivation they've been given. Mm-hmm. I uh, I heard from Alex Verdugo, not personally, but I saw the reports that yeah. Tampa Bay was. Ordering champagne already yeah. after the, the game one win. Ordering champagne to Fenway to uh, to celebrate. Verdugo said they looked very like nonchalant in the dugout, mm-hmm. eating popcorn, yeah, eating
2: popcorn during they really game like
1: one. didn't seem focused to uh, didn't see fo- didn't seem mm-hmm. too focused in. So that's something that I feel like obviously you don't want to do with like your competition. If I'm Tampa, like why would I publicly just like yeah. admit that like I don't think the Red Sox are like a competitive team and mm-hmm. then like get you know.
2: Yeah. Hand it to them.
1: You know, like, you can order by the by champagne. Like, yeah. But just don't, don't share that don't, information, exactly, right? Exactly. Don't let
2: the other team know that. Yeah, like, that's,
1: like, adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, And, exactly. like, why would you want to motivate it's, the other team?
2: It's, bullet, it's bulletin board material.
1: Like, obviously, there's a level of confidence that you have uh-huh. against your opponents, but, like, they're, they, Tampa seems like they took it a little bit a little over bit too the far. edge. And they paid for that, like, openness waste with the of confidence. Champagne. But, um... It was great seeing the boys celebrate. I keep, I feel like I keep seeing the celebration videos, and yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan now. I mean, after they beat the Yankees, or after they made the wild card game, we talked about this. They did celebrate, and I was a little unsure, like that's something they should be doing. But like, come on, you're going to the ALCS, you know, give mm-hmm. it your all. Hopefully, we'll get to uh, see two more celebrations. Did you
2: see the the picture or I guess video of the guy in the locker room with the, the, the box of like Bud Lights or <laughs> Bud Lights on his head? Uh-huh. I don't. I, like from looking from the picture, it looks like Schwarber. It looks like Verdugo. I'm, both of those guys wouldn't surprise me putting a box of beer on their head.
1: I wouldn't be so. Yeah, I would not be surprised with either of them. Maybe Schwarber, just because you know, you know, yeah, he's, he's got a, some winning under his belt. He's excited, but, uh, yeah,
2: he's used. To, he's used to putting boxes on his head during celebrations.
1: Verdugo. Verdugo has been quite the character in yes. the last few days. He did a uh, my cousin from Boston after yeah. asking, after being asked if he was a Bostonian now, and. He's just buying into the city and how the fans are, and I'm sure I'm sure Boston jersey appreciates sales will, it, yeah. will go up after that moment. I'm yeah. sure uh, the boys up in the 617 would love to uh, exactly. rock the Verdugo jersey, and uh, he'll be around for a while. Obviously, you know, getting him in the Mookie trade is something that, you know, you didn't really know what to get back, and yeah. Verdugo's it's, been good. It was
2: just something projecting for the future. Exactly. But, you know,
1: it's... And it's happening It's happening sooner now, than... Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh... Hopefully the Red Sox will uh, continue this tear like we said they've been on a roll lately and uh hopefully the JD and Kiké are uh, motivated by my lack of uh including them in exactly. you know, my playoff yeah. my playoff boys but um we're going to go to a quick commercial break play some music and we're going to come back with the Patriots after they came back big big deficit big right? win big win against big Houston win. you never know Yeah, can never count anyone out nowadays yeah. and you we, uh, we projected Houston to be uh Quite the easy win, but they gave us a hard time, so we'll be Mm -hmm. getting into that in a moment. Stay with us. Thanks for listening. Billy Joel. What a great song. Uh, we're going to get right into the Patriots, like I said. Patriots come back after a close game with the Houston Texans. Final score, 25-22 New England Patriots. Team sits at 2-3 and three right now, which is an okay record. I'm sure there's a bunch of teams around the league that are just as talented as us that have that same record and uh, still early in the season. Yeah. So I thought we'd get into the pros
2: and cons yep. of the uh, Sunday's game. Yeah, I got some pros and cons here that I post on Instagram. Um, you know, pros and cons, the offensive line. Yep. Um, the depth of it, we were missing four of our five starting offensive linemen. So, you know, we were running out there with Yanni Kajuste, Ted Karras, James Ference, and Justin Heron, which on paper is terrible. But, you know, they got it done. They, uh, yes, they did. They did fairly well. Mm-hmm. I mean, the lack of talent on Houston is a little concerning. That but, adds to it, yes. You know, it's hopefully we'll get the guys back mm-hmm. to be healthy. Um Trent Brown? Hopefully, Fred Brown at some point, he, at some point, at least two more weeks because he's on IR. Uh, another pro, Nick Folk. Yep, he just won AFC Special Teams Player of the Week this morning. He has looked solid so far. Um, exactly. You know, other than his missed extra point, he had a fairly perfect day. Four kicks, game-winning field goal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Second kicker in Patriots history to kick two fifty-plus yard field goals in the same game.
1: Mm-hmm. And he could have had that one against Tampa.
2: Yeah, he could have. Uh, Hunter Henry in the red zone. Yep, we can. We're going to hit on that a little bit later with your tight ends. Yep. Um, Mac Jones' first career game winning drive.
1: He looked solid out there. He's getting better and better each week. You can't discredit, uh, Houston's defense. They are an NFL level defense, and they did, they did get the better of us most of the game. So, like you said, Mac Jones had that game winning drive, and uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that as much as possible. Obviously, I don't want to be down every game, but Mm -hmm. it's a, it's like another level of exciting, you know, seeing Mac just like go out there and do what he needs to do and gets the job done. Um, it's important that you know when the when the downs matter. Having him come through is something that mm-hmm. having any rookie quarterback be able to do that yeah. is something that yeah, gives it's, the fan it's base important. Hope. It's gives important gives the coaches confidence in him.
2: And then my last pro is uh, this was our first game, first regular season game with the white jerseys, and oh, yeah. I am an advocate for the white jerseys. I love them so much, and so they're one to oh know in the white jerseys exactly. Yeah. Stop, stop like wearing the Super Bowls. Stop they, wearing they the blues. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if want yeah. to hit on some cons, uh, secondary the secondary was terrible. Oh yeah. Um, at least in the first half they were terrible. They weren't that bad um, You know You're missing Jalen Mills who
1: Has been real good. has game. been fairly
2: good. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's Jalen Mills has been fairly good. You just trade away Gilmore He hadn't played but you know, it's You're still you don't have Gilmore. So mm-hmm. you're running it with JC Jackson um, Juwan Williams who's making his first career start and You know Justin Bethel Jonathan Jones, mm-hmm. you get Devin McCourty playing a little bit of corner on fourth down. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Joan Williams got absolutely destroyed. Yes. on Leslie Flicker. Mm-hmm.
1: It's. <laughs> I I really like Jawan Williams. I think he, he had potential. I'm sure he still does, but. When they're giving him these opportunities, and he's not coming through, he's not, he's not making through. a strong case no. to be here much longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's another example of like a second round DB that doesn't pan out. I'm sure you know Patriots have had their fair share. No, of those. they the have past. had a
2: fair share of those. But um, and then the last thing I want to handle is Damian Harris's ball handling. Yeah, something is. It's. I mean, I'm not saying he has like a fumble problem. Mm-hmm. He might have a fumble problem, but it's not like a Stephen Ridley where he's fumbling every other drive. But mm-hmm. you know, twice this year he's fumbled inside the ten yard line. Um, that matter, this one was on the goal line. Mm-hmm. Um so it was tough. Plus he got hurt. So mm-hmm. you know.
1: I mean you have to credit part of that to like him not having the best offensive. Yeah, he line, didn't have but, the best like,
2: offensive line,
1: but obviously the first few weeks he hasn't been as he hasn't he's had the same level of production that he did against Houston with the backups and mm-hmm. we've had we have a very solid offensive line. Even if Trent Brown's out, just run to the other side. You know what I mean? But um that's going to touch into something that we can talk about right now. is just, yeah, the, run, just the run game struggle. Right before,
2: Mac Jones came out with a quote about the offensive line mm-hmm. uh, saying, I think the offensive line did a great job, and I think it all starts with them. Mm-hmm. They were doubted all week, and there's this and that, and all the noise around it. They came out, and they played really hard, and they played together, and I think I only got hit once all game. Exactly. Um, shout out to those guys, and they were a big reason why it happened. So, I mean, yeah, it was the best offensive line, but they played oh, yeah. at a starting quality level exactly, exactly. to get the win. Yeah, like you said, Damian Harris was having his troubles,
1: which is really impacting the way that offense runs. I mean, if we Patriots are like a run first team, you know, get as many yards as you can and mm-hmm. then throw, which as a fan, like that's fine. Like I'd love to see them dish it out every yeah. time, but it's the safe bet. But if they're not able to do that, they're really gonna start having to rely on the rest of the team.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: uh we really need to figure that out going forward. We cannot like the way the The Offensive playbook is like you need that run game. Yeah, and they can they continue to go to Brandon Bolden, you know And I I can't stand it like obviously I support him He's a great veteran presence in the room and Mm -hmm. all that and he knows stuff, but just lately it's just been
2: yeah It's it's me and Brandon Bolden me and Brandon Bolden have had like a number of conversations on Instagram He's like a very pleasant guy Um, i I met him in a Halloween store Mm -hmm. uh, Years ago Um, You know he's like a good guy well, um, I
1: agree with you. I think he's a great guy, but um,
2: but at the end of the day, you got to stop running like third and fifteen screens with him, the Brandon Bolden, the Brandon Bolton yeah. mm-hmm. You know, at that point, just throw it deep. Yeah, which Mac is capable of doing. Yes, so yeah, like he has he has to the touch. arm, but just don't limit it by mm-hmm. giving it to Brandon Bolden every mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. third and long. J.J. Taylor's looked. He, you, know, I don't even think he was active last game. He was healthy, he fast. They yeah, brought Stevenson in. Yeah. And, uh,
1: oh, no. Ivan fierce the running back coach. That's correct, right? Ivan yep. Fears. He said that Stevenson looked scared out there, which is not something that you want your your coach publicly saying. Yeah. I believe he said something like he like was nervous or like he, you know, he wasn't having like the confidence he had. So like obviously I'm sure it's like very, you know, nerve wracking yeah. going to start in exactly. an NFL game. But um if he can look half as like good as he did, did in preseason, that's like a nice thing. Yeah, time. I'm like sure a, it's just the nerves and reps yeah. and once
2: he gets enough reps under his belt he'll I he'll hope it yeah I really yeah. hope
1: so. But um
2: Especially with white's injury mm-hmm. damien harris who I mean got hurt last game So who knows if he's ready for next week JJ exactly. Taylor is not that big of a running back to mm-hmm. you know ground and pound it so at that point you're just rolling with Ramondre Stevenson and Brandon Bolton mm-hmm. so exactly and uh,
1: that's something that you know, I don't know if they can like live with as a team, you know Moving forward, especially yeah. with uh, a couple of tough matchups coming up. Yeah, but uh it was good seeing the tight ends being used. I want to get into that. Yeah. We, we did pay a ton of money to Hunter Henry and John o. Smith to Ooh. be on this team. We've used the two tight ends set in the past with, you know, Gronk and Hernandez, and it's been successful. But um, Hunter Henry got a touchdown. They're, mm-hmm. you know, involving him more in the pass
2: game. He leads the team in receiving touchdowns. Mm-hmm.
1: And he's, it's great to see. I mean, having a big guy that can go up and get the ball and mm-hmm. then get hit coming down, yeah. it's nice to have. You know, Mac knows, like, okay, like, I'm either gonna go to him, or I'm gonna take my chances with like one of the receivers. I'd rather go to him because I know he can at least come down with it if it's mm-hmm. gonna be contested or if he's gonna get hit or something like that. Yeah, it's exciting seeing them brought in. You know, every time I see the tight ends out on the field, um, it's exciting because you don't know if they're gonna be blocking, if they're gonna go for a big run, yeah. if they're gonna do some kind of like delayed pass, or if they're just gonna send them and hopefully it works out. But um,
2: yeah, something that. Like basically I think about the tight ends is um, I relate it to the the 2011 season with Hernandez and Gronk mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Henry's more of that Rob Gronkowski receiving receiving guy um, in the red zone um, And then Johnny Smith is like the Aaron Hernandez on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just preface that yeah, Exactly, on the field. exactly, um, you know, he's more of he's using the running game uh, he's blocking um, you know, they give him on these jet sweeps. They put him in the backfield mm-hmm. um, So like the
1: utility the, guy back there The s-
2: statistics aren't going to be there, but he contributes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in a bigger role, but I think the di- the main difference is uh, Not Hunter Henry Jonu Smith Sort of looks like a disappointing signing at this point because of the amount of money you gave him mm-hmm. and he's only running like six Actual routes. Yeah, um, and you know he's contributing the the, the backfield blocking and, and running the ball, but Aaron Hernandez was on his rookie contract, so you weren't putting that much money into Aaron Hernandez doing that, and yeah. you'd be like, "Oh, it's fine if Aaron Hernandez runs like two routes a game," uh-huh. but you're spending upwards to what, like fifty million dollars on Johnny Smith. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's, you know, it's I'm sure it'll come over time, but as of right now, it's just Johnny Smith hasn't really gotten involved that much. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you can probably credit to a few things. McDaniels might be hesitant to open up the playbook with Mac Jones, but yeah. at this point, Mac Jones is proving that he can you know get yeah. the job done. but um I see what you mean with the money obviously as a as a fan base dedicating money to that, you want to see those guys produce and contribute mm-hmm. as much as you know you're paying them. So it's one of those things where if we look at the end of the season and Johnny Smith has like two touchdowns and like very low yardages for the season. Then, then you start to question like, was it worth it to get two of them, or mm-hmm. like, should we have just gone after Hunter Henry? Honestly, I remember when we signed John Smith. I'm like, crap. Like, I was big on Hunter Henry. I remember after that game last year when Belichick went up and hugged him. Yeah. All the rumors were like, okay, Hunter Henry to New England confirmed. Mm-hmm. And you know how Belichick is with uh, bringing guys in and you know preparing for it in advance. But um, I think if we can get the both of them going, it completely changes the the, the dynamic of the yeah. team. I mean, like you said, they they use uh, Johnu Smith. In such a variety of ways that if they have them on the field, the defense is like, okay, what are they going to do with them? And then you mm-hmm. have Hunter Henry out there. You know what I mean? You can go to either of them. Like, mm-hmm. you can run a fake jet sweep, throw it to Hunter Henry, or vice versa, and all that. So, hopefully, they can get involved. I mean, we're paying them a ton of money, like you said. So,
2: I mean, we have them around
1: for a few years. So, like,
2: we'll figure it out. And yeah. I mean, they have enough years here where they can. Mm-hmm. If they don't contribute in year one, they have three more years to contribute. Mm-hmm.
1: And Mack will only get better. And yeah. I'm sure they'll
2: start to develop that connection
1: and all that. And it's only been five weeks, and I know that's that might seem like a lot to some people, but like it's a long NFL season. Yeah. So I mean who knows with injuries and stuff, like they might become the main guys if some mm-hmm. of the top receivers go down. Which leads us into my next topic, which is our top receiver, Jacoby Myers, which is going to be close race with with Bourne. I mean, he's they're competing for mm-hmm. like that top guy. Bourne's been good lately. But I have to ask you, do you think Jacoby Myers will ever get a touchdown as I, a New England Patriot? <laughs> at like, this, it's point, I at this point,
2: I don't <laughs> I would rather see him have a very productive career with no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. That would be such an exciting statistic, Mm -hmm. and he's such an anomaly now that, like, let's say he has, like, a Hall of Fame-type career, Mm -hmm. right? Like, he's got 700 career catches, 10,000 career receiving yards, and no touchdowns. Mm -hmm. How ridiculous is that, right? He's got, like, two passing passing touchdowns. Uh He's, like, the first player to ever be... He's the first receiver in (laughs) NFL history like, go to the Hall of Fame with no receiving touchdowns. That would be... He's I mean, throwing more touchdowns he's throwing more t- he's yeah. caught as a double, receiver. Double, As
1: a receiver. Yeah, he's thrown two touchdowns. That people would be like, did you say that wrong? No, we said it right. He is yeah. a receiver. No,
2: he's in year three, mm-hmm. and he's yet to. A,
1: you, uh, unsigned free agent, right? undrafted. Yeah, undrafted.
2: undrafted free agent. Yep. Yep. And, you know, he was the number one receiver last year. He's the number one receiver this year. Mm. His rookie year didn't really play, but he doesn't have any touchdown. It's ridiculous.
1: It's it's quite quite honestly amazing at this point to see it not happen. And it was close the other day. No, he he got like he got very close. Like
2: six feet. Yeah.
1: And uh we're just over here at B and E we just we don't know if it's ever gonna happen. We want it to no. obviously uh,
2: yeah obviously we want it to happen, but it's, it would be it's, very interesting it's quite to see interesting if he if he, if he yeah. didn't score a touchdown in his career.
1: And I'm sure he'll keep running the trick plays with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been working, knock on wood, but uh who knows at the end of the season he might have like one one touchdown on his own and four or five four that he's thrown touchdowns, like yeah. His QBR is just off the hook right now. But uh, I think we've covered on most of the stuff, except Judon, who's been outstanding. Yep. Like you've, I've heard you talk about, tweet mm-hmm. about him possibly becoming the defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's the best defensive guy on the team.
2: He's probably the best player on the team, period. By far,
1: yeah. Um, he's, even, anytime he's on the field, he's contributing in one way or another. Yep. He's, uh, making it, he's making it clear that he's worth the money. Like As we talked about with Johnny Smith and uh, Hunter Henry, we're still you know unsure if it's worth paying him. Matt Jude was worth the money. And yep. people were unsure, you know. I'm I i i have seen things from Baltimore fans who like, Oh, like, thanks for taking him off our hands at the beginning of the season. Like they're probably regretting that right now. Yeah. He's been he's been the man out there and he's whether he's pressuring or he's in coverage, hemming on the field, you know, completely changes mm-hmm. the defense and it's it's been a great pickup and he's been good lately. But uh
2: I mean, I don't really like getting into like the early defensive player that like because it's week five yeah. It's yeah, it's very hard to to find out who will be the defensive player of the year in 12 more weeks Oh, yeah, but I agree, you know, he's Set the team record for most sacks in the first five games of the season with 6.5 um, He broke the record that was held by Andre Tippett Pro Football Hall of Famer and Chandler Jones mm-hmm. Probably future Pro Football Hall of Famer um with both with 5.5 so he was worth every penny mm. every single penny that he was he was given and i feel like every free agent has at this point like johnny smith is you know he hasn't really contributed much but he's got years to develop mm-hmm. in the patriot system hunter henry has been worth the money at this point mm-hmm. uh, jalen mills has been worth the money he's been fairly good as soon to be our second corner and um, we needed
1: a, a second presence yeah, out yeah. there especially with you know gilmore's unsure like yeah. return and all mm-hmm. that so i'm glad they went out and, and got then matt
2: Mills. is and then matt judon mm-hmm. um you know henry anderson was a free agent that i really liked going into free agency uh helped with the defensive line um you know it came from the jets so the new new england was somewhat familiar with him and he tore his peck in the tampa game so he's done for the year yeah so i lose a guy like that uh, it's uh, henry anderson if you're listening to us I'm sorry. He's got time in his hands. Feel he better. Think. Yeah. Yeah. He's got enough time in his hands to listen to the Quinnipiac radio. They've definitely got it on in the podcast, <laughs> but, um,
1: Is it, I don't know how to say his last name, Davon God.
2: Godshow?
1: Godshow. Yeah. He's been good. And I don't see him on the
2: field a ton. No. I, I know he's a nose tackle. So, like, it's hard to focus. I'd rather watch Matt Judon than watch the nose tackles. Yeah. But,
1: uh, you know. It's good to have depth, you know. It's
2: um, it's good that the fact we're not talking about him in a bad way, a, like that's it's important. not he's not showing out in a bad way. So I'm sure he's doing fairly well, and he's competing with Barmore. Barmore, yeah.
1: Developing at a good rate, ridiculous.
2: A good a ridiculous. We'll give it rating. some
1: more time before we go into you know was he like a steal? Was he like a mm-hmm. you know is he going to be like around for a while? But you know getting him in the second round and he's starting to contribute more and more. We traded up for him too. Oh yeah, we, I'm glad they did. Sometimes they've been hesitant to you know go up and get a guy that they've you know thought about.
2: But um the Alabama guys, they they love Alabama. He's got down that there. connection uh, yeah. with with Nick Saban. I'll find mm-hmm. the trade because I saw it at first when I was watching the draft. I was like, that is a big trade to get get up, and it was mm-hmm. like, they better like this player.
0: And a the, ridiculous
2: uh, amount it was the second round they took him at 38 mm-hmm. and they traded up with Cincy and they gave them Their 20 their their twenty twenty-one second round pick so mm-hmm. they just swapped second round picks and then they also gave him two fourth round picks so That's three quite picks
1: that's quite the haul
2: three picks to
1: move up eight spots
2: mm-hmm.
1: So they had to have seen something in them though and Yeah, it was a very stacked class this year mm-hmm. especially offensive wise So a lot of teams were trying to fill quarterback gaps, you know much wide receivers, receivers. were taken, you know, a lot of utility guys, but, like, a guy like Barrymore who's, like, sitting there, like, I'm talented. Like, the
2: defensive line depth wasn't that deep in this no. draft, so he was cl- far and away the best defensive lineman in the mm-hmm. draft.
1: Mm-hmm. And just because people didn't, like, not that they didn't need him or want him, but, like, they were trying to address other problems with their teams, you know, he fell to us, and I know we had to uh, give up a good amount, but if yeah. he's around for it's a solid it. amount yeah. of time, it's, like, it's for, a, we get fourth round picks all the time like exactly we'll, we'll get those back
2: sometime. um yeah i just saw this on twitter right here jacoby myers has the most career receptions in nfl history without a touchdown do you know how many receptions he has
1: it's got to be in like the 600s
2: maybe no it's 112 okay i was way off <laughs> not 600s but, uh, but um that would mean he averages like 200 catches a year he's been here for three years yeah okay i apologize for that thing <laughs> but, um, sorry jacoby
1: you know actually no i'm not sorry i was i was over uh, overestimating your yeah. abilities that's
2: a lot you know, You're projecting the future. He's going to have 600 yeah, yeah. catches without and we a said, touchdown. And we
1: think it's going to be a while before, yeah. uh, before he uh, gets a touchdown. So it might be in the 600s, and you might have heard it here first. It's mm-hmm. one of those things. Like, we can go back and be like, yeah, if we can ever listen to this footage again, which quite honestly. We, we do not know. We do not know yet. But um, hopefully he'll uh, he'll get one next week, which uh, Cowboys are a good team. But, uh yeah. I think we got to talk about Trayvon Diggs. I've seen some things that he yeah. is like. He's got a lot of interceptions. Mm-hmm. He's setting records right now, but he might not be the best coverage guy. No. So you know, maybe Joe Kobe Myers cooks him. You know, maybe that's the guy he gets his first touchdown on. The guy that has so many interceptions this yeah. season. But
2: um, he's on pace to give up like the most receiving yards by a cornerback in NFL history. And
1: it'll be overlooked, but the of, interceptions yeah, are are you know exactly, so exciting, huh? Exactly. But uh, the Cowboys are a solid team. Offense is really going to give our defense some uh, yeah. challenge. It's going to be a good test to see, especially for if we get Jalen Mills back. Him and JC are gonna have their tru- like not their troubles, but they're gonna have their work cut out for them with C.D. Mm. and Gallup and uh, who's the big guy down there? Why am I blanking on him? Amari Cooper. Yeah, Amari Cooper, and um, they got a run game with Zeke and all that. And, yep. um it'll give us a, not gonna give us trouble. It You're might, gonna have to play
2: perfect football yeah, to win.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be might be a shootout, honest. Quite honestly, it might, it but, might um, be.
2: Yeah,
1: I'm excited for that game, especially. Yeah, they need to prove themselves that they you know.
2: Hopefully they can win at home. Yeah, they're zero three so far at Gillette Stadium. Mm-hmm. So maybe they'll wear the white jerseys. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope so. They're I virgin, went to right? the first game I ever went to against the Cowboys. I've been to two, mm-hmm. uh, and they wore the white jerseys. Um, and they had some come from behind victory. Aaron Hernandez caught a game winning touchdown. Mm-hmm. So I think if we want to make our predictions right now, wear the white shirt. Jer- the yeah. keys to win. Yeah. Right. There are some factors that go into it though, like wearing the white jerseys. Wear the white jerseys. Mm-hmm. Get Janu Smith involved. Yep. And, you know, just run three guys at Trevon Diggs at the same time and see if he can cover all three at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And then just, you know. I mean, we have a we have a good variety of receivers. Like yeah. Put Aguilar
1: on him. Send him deep, mm-hmm. right? Put Bourne on just him. Just like completely
2: take him out of the picture.
1: Exactly. And then you got to make uh, one of their other guys step up, which you never know, you know. I don't know. I'm not too good with the Cowboys depth at cornerback, but, you know, I don't know if they have any other big-name guys down there. But um, we'll have to give them the, – we're going to give them – we'll have to give them a challenge if we want to win. Yeah. going to have to push it at them and uh, see what they can do. but yeah. i'm excited for this game. it's another good test for the team, especially mm-hmm. for mac, you know. these i, I almost feel like they el- obviously they elevate themselves with a the big game, but like they play tampa like the whole time, like, yeah. like hard the whole time. Right. and then the next week they go play houston. and they play and it's like the mindset. For the first it's like, half, yeah. i feel like they like know the some games are yeah, more important and like they probably all went into the Houston game like hey, it's Houston. It's Houston. But like now they need to like go back to that table mindset Dallas. and play it's Dallas. Like you need to like get back to your uh, I mean,
2: I'm as a Patriots fan, I'm not expecting to win the Super Bowl this year. No. I'd love I'm to make the this, honest, this yeah. season as a wild card. So, you know, it's it's at this season and probably next season, is all about max development. I am fine, like sure it's gonna sting for a little bit, but I'm fine with going like Six and ten. Mm. If Mac Jones makes a bunch of strides, yeah. um, meshes with the offense well, mm-hmm. and then we get like a good pick, like offensive line, corner, running back to to help us next year. Mm-hmm. Just, I just want Mac to be as comfortable as he possibly can going into like year three, or four, because that's like when that's when it's that's when right like now. his prime years of not his prime, but, but like, his prime years of meshing with all Judon, Henry, Smith, with all team, like on the yeah. back end
1: of their contract. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree with you completely. If they can they they could have a mediocre season record wise and still have some like high points you yeah. know they could be like like you said 6 and 10 mm-hmm. in that area and have like a bunch of close games yeah. like they've had like we could have beat Miami we could have beat Tampa like our record can
2: be completely could've different New Orleans. people
1: won't realize that you know what i mean yeah. like
2: i mean they only focus on the wins and the losses exactly. which i mean i sort of focus on too but when you look in depth it's it's mm-hmm. they're a better two and three team than their record shows exactly
1: and last year i mean last year was like they could have been nine and seven. like yeah. we, People talk about it. Yeah. So hopefully they can uh, give it their all on Sunday against the Cowboys, get the three and three, and uh, mm-hmm. move forward from there. So we're going to go on a commercial break, and then we're going to talk about the Bruins, which we did not get to last week. Nope. Fortunately, we were time strapped. We have a good 17 ish minutes, right? Till so we got, Actually, I don't know. We got a class to get to, which no. is. You we can know, go like seven, eight minutes. Yeah. We'll go, to, we'll go to a quick commercial break, yeah. talk about the Bruins and our hopes for this season, and then we'll get back to it. So that that was time to go by Dropkick Murphys had another mic trouble there, but let's get right into it. Boston Bruins are set to open the season against the Dallas Stars on October sixteenth, I believe, which is coming up real soon, and uh, they have three days. Yep, very exciting to have uh, Boston Bruins hockey back. Going to be at Hockey Stars soon next weekend as well, the twenty second big opener against North Dakota. So we do have a lot of good hockey on the on the horizon for us sports fans. But uh, Ethan and I were just talking on the break about how the Bruins need to start, you know. Getting this last Stanley Cup, they're running out of time.
2: Yeah, and it's it's the final dance that the the Green Bay Packers are all clamoring mm-hmm. about. But you know, Bergeron's getting up there in age. Margin's getting up there yep. in age. Mm-hmm. Thirty three. Um, you already lost David Krejci, who went back to the Czech Republic now, uh, which I respect. So, yeah, I'm I'm totally fine. He's he's been here. He's yeah. won a cup. He's done his job. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to lose him. But it's like, tough to lose him, but you know, you he's a good locker room guy. Right? Yeah, but you know, he's he's earned his ability to so just do what he wants. Mm-hmm. Uh, Char is gone. Um, you know, you still got Posnock for a while. Yeah. Um, him and McAvoy
1: but, will be the guys, as long as we can keep him, like, keep him around. Yeah,
2: but, you know, we got Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you sort of went heavy in free agency. You got, you got Nick Foligno. Yep. You got Thomas Tomas Nosek. Uh, Eric Halla. Yep. Um, Derek Forbort. Yep. Olmark, who people have mixed Allmark, opinions yeah. about. I mean, he's a starting goalie now. So. Yeah, him
1: and Swayman. I think it'll be a good combo between
2: the two of them. Yeah. I think... I, I'm pretty sure Tuukka Rask is projected to come back in like January, February. We'll see. I don't want to get our hopes uh, yeah. Up, don't you know rush I mean? him in too fast. If the, if the duo is good,
1: our goaltending like why? Yeah, don't worry about You know job. what I mean. But we, we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. We'll reevaluate in a couple months. But um, like you said, 2011. It's a decade. It's been a decade it's since. It's been a decade. We've want to stay. We've come cup. very close, but it's been very a decade. close. 2019. Still depressing about that. You know. Yeah. I don't think I'll ever get over that championship because you know I've seen a lot of championships in my life. But like 2011, I don't really remember the Bruins. You know, playoff. I remember. Too much. I remember.
2: I watched every game, but I can barely remember yeah, like exactly what I, how I was feeling. I, I was just they watched on. Watching. Like yeah. I
1: knew I was experiencing it. I, there's pictures. You know. Yeah. Of, you know, watching the games. Like we're not like bandwagons. We. I been went to the parade. Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah, but um, they gotta get one because yep. they've been good. They've been good for years, and it's like it's time to get one. Like it's time to bring it home. Like. Mm-hmm. We got close i mean it's t- obviously tough with tampa Them going over the salary cup we'll go into that in another episode but they gotta win they gotta win it and like i said they went heavy in free agency i respect that i think they need to go all in like i'm i'm completely fine with them giving up prospects and draft picks to bring in other stars like mm-hmm. obviously right now i can't think of any guys besides what's his name eichel which might you know that'll probably won't ever happen but if you know if we need guys like eichel's type of talent go get them like yep. it, this is it like if the if the team needs another score, go get him. Like we need to go all in. Like I'll be okay with being bad for a while. Yeah.
0: Like,
2: as long as we can get another Just Stanley get Cup. Get someone else. Exactly. But uh, I'm looking at this Dallas Stars roster. Yeah. That the Bruins are going to play uh-huh. on Saturday. Some of these guys, yeah. I had no idea were on the Stars. Like new additions. Type like, of thing? I mean, I knew Jamie Ben was on the Stars. Mm-hmm. I knew Rupe Hintz was on the Stars, and I knew Tyler Sagan was on the Stars. Mm-hmm. John Clinberg. um, uh, I did not know that um Joel Paves- joe pavelski mm-hmm. um ryan Souter. Mm. Braden holpe yeah uh, anton hudobin i did know former bruin yeah um
1: gotta love Hudomen. he was what he was quite the guy i liked him he was a good backup but uh yeah hockey's tough to follow just because there's so many moving pieces there's so many moving pieces there's so
2: many obviously like i know the bruins through and through, but like it's tough to like do it's that. It's tough for to all. keep up every single day. Mm-hmm.
1: I, I can agree with you when there. twenty
2: four seven, my life revolves around the Patriots. Exactly, so, exactly. You know, it's still football season in my mind. I'm sure we'll get into it. We'll start to see what teams will uh, emerge
1: in the NHL as you know top dogs and all that. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll obviously talk about the Bruins more as the season starts mm-hmm. next week. We'll we'll have a ton more like with the Bruins and the Celtics. It's just tough to like talk about them, especially with not you know you haven't seen much content. You whole. haven't
2: seen them yet. But, Do um, you have any predictions for this Bruins roster or Bruins team in general?
1: I think they got a solid chance to be top seed in the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's tough to. Uh, didn't I think they might have moved? Like the, I don't know how to explain it. Like the uh, the teams around. I don't know if I, I like think they did that recently. That might have just been for. COVID. I think it might have been
2: for COVID, where they only had the Canada teams. Yeah. In like a certain division.
1: I think the, my prediction is the Bruins will be good. Obviously, I'm um, a little biased. Yeah. Very biased, not a little, but um, Bruins will be good. They brought back pretty much the same team that succeeded last year. Yeah. So, like, that's my prediction. They'll be good. Hopefully, they'll uh, be cup contenders. Like, mm-hmm. that's what we hope for every season. But they definitely got the potential to do it. Yeah,
2: this team has the potential to do it. Um, I think it, It, this team, I feel like, is going to be good. This yeah. team has the talent. You have a full year of Taylor Hall. Mm-hmm. Um, going to be on your second line. Who was quite
1: honestly a steal for yes. a second round pick yeah. in, uh, what's his name? Bjork. I yeah. It was That was a great pickup. You
2: got Pasternak, Bergeron, Martian on the top line, and then you basically have... Hall, Smith, and Coyle. Taylor Hall. Yeah, uh, maybe Foligno. Yeah, yeah. Um, No, he might be a third line, depending on, because I think they're both left wing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, this team is going to be good. I feel like their only cup chance is going to come down to how the other teams play. And I know that's like a generic thing to say, but, Mm -hmm. like, if Tampa's going to be Tampa... You're not going to win the Stanley Cup. You got, you got, you you have to hope that Tampa Bay takes a step back. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to hope that uh, the Islanders take a step back. What's mm-hmm. um, they might because the cap situation yeah. they were, and they did lose separately and a couple mm-hmm. other
1: guys. But um,
2: but like the Bruins are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. You just need to hope that other teams aren't as good as they were last year.
1: Exactly, exactly.
2: So I think that's all. Gonna that's all going
1: to be. We're going to go. Okay, Sorry sorry that that's all we're going to be able to get to today. Yep. Time, like I said, we do have class. and We're cutting it kind of close, but um. Next week, we'll have, hopefully, good news about the Pats. Red Sox start Friday night. Yep. They'll have at least two games under the belt, right? Or th- they should maybe be. Maybe three. Yeah. Uh, Friday, Sunday, and Tuesday. Hopefully. Well, I don't know with travel. But yeah. uh, we'll have some, hopefully, have some good mm-hmm. news. We can recap the Bruins first Recap game. the Bruins. Talk about that. We'll have a great episode next week. Yep. I'll do the quote of the day. Go it's Ferris it. Bueller for today. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you could miss it. I think that ties in. Semester's going quick. I think we've talked about this before. It's already yep. midterm week. And, uh, Time flies when we're in the studio, so I thought that quote fit yeah. well. got to love Ferris Bueller. What a great, what a great character. But um, I think that's all for today. My name's Brendan Kelly. Like I said, this has been B&E Boston Sports Radio. Yeah. Any, any final thoughts, Ethan?
2: Go Bruins. Go Bruins. Go Red Sox. Go been Pats. A, go Celtics. It's been
1: a pleasure. Have a great day.